The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, where we explore nighttime dreams, daytime desires, and the best ways to transform the tragic into magic. Because let's face it, we all dream, we all have our blessings, and we all have our challenges, myself included. And I don't want any of us to take any of those things lying down, if you know what I mean. I just wrote a book entitled, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste. It comes out spring of 2023. And in the meantime, I'm excited to explore the topic with you, whether it relates to your waking or sleeping dreams, because we're dreaming all the time, people. So let's make it the best dream possible. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Welcome everyone to the show today. I am so excited to be talking with an amazing woman who should be the cover girl of my book because she has truly lived a crisis is a terrible thing to waste to the max. And she is the tragic to magic poster child, Linda Joy. Thanks for joining me, Linda Joy. I'm going to read your bio in a second, but I just for those who are uh, thank watching, you for having you're me. Here. I'm super excited to connect with you again. Just again. love your energy, love your vibe, and your message, my friend. Oh, same to you. Okay, Linda Joy is a mindset elevation coach, storytelling guide, and best-selling publisher. Linda Joy has been using the power of authentic storytelling to transform her own life over the last 30 years. This process empowered her to shift her inner story and go from welfare mom to award-winning entrepreneur, publisher, and inspirational speaker. She's the publisher of the beloved Aspire magazine Yay. since 2006. Yay! And I'm so honored that my book got featured as one of the most inspiring books of the month. Yay! Yay. And let's see, so she has, through Inspired Living and um, publishing Sacred Anthology, she supports women entrepreneurs to overcome their mindset blocks around writing and embrace their inner storyteller to become best-selling authors. 
She is also the creatrix, I love that word, be, <laughs> behind multiple other inspirational media brands dedicated to giving women entrepreneurs a platform to elevate their visibility and amplify their message so their aligned audience can find them. Her websites are lynda-joy.com and inspiredlivingpublishing.com. So lynda-joy.com and inspired living publishing linda joy welcome to my show today well hello beautiful soul i'm so happy to be here with you it's so great to be with you okay so i've been talking a lot about i talk a lot about dreams but these days since my new book came out i'm really interested in tragic to magic stories and you from the little bit that we talked when i got to be interviewed for your show you shared about kind of the poverty, the the welfare mom place that you kind of started and then how the heck did you get to here? So bring us back and tell us a little bit about how you got to be the amazing powerhouse that you are today. Well, it's been a hell of a journey, let me tell you, but I got to say it's been a beautiful journey. I have no regrets, um, no shame left, no triggers because I've rewritten a new story, right? Um, I'll take you back. My daughter's now 38. I am wow. way back then. I was single welfare mom, high school dropout, runaway, queen of self-sabotage, financial misfit. And though I always had great intentions and I could, I, I say manifest easily, I could never hold on to anything. I could never clear my vision um, because I realized I had a script running in the background, like we all do right? Mm -hmm. Well, you're a welfare mom, you will never be able to do ABCD. You are always going to be judged because you dropped out of high school. You know, the scripts that we picked up because of the labels that mm -hmm. we pick up in life. And about, I think Nikki was about six years old. I went through a dark night of the soul, which I wrote about in our first anthology back in, God, I can't believe I'm saying this, back in 2010. Wow. And I found myself um, sitting on the side of the road in my vehicle, having flashbacks of childhood memories that I didn't even know existed. Wait, how old um, were you? Because I thought you said uh, six God, years 19, old. Yeah, the daughter was, my daughter was six years old. Your daughter was six. I'm like, you couldn't have been six driving a car. Okay, so <laughs> okay, you're that advanced. Okay, so your daughter was six years old. Yeah, and I was going through the darkest, I had gone through a lot of dark night of the souls because of the life I was living. But this day in 1991, I was sitting on the side of the road in my car, sobbing. My T-shirt was soaked. Um, I was at the lowest point, and I was actually contemplating whether it was worth being here, whether my daughter deserved me. I didn't know at the time that those were called flashbacks. I didn't know what I was experiencing. All I knew is life was not working, and I didn't know what to do about it. And so the day that transformed the complete trajectory of my life happened that moment. Um, so I'm sobbing, I'm pounding the steering wheel. And at that time, I didn't have a higher power. I didn't have anything. I was just so disconnected from life and myself. But I remember shaking my fist at the sky, like, if you're up there, you're going to get an earful. Right. And I, I gave an earful. And I just said, um, you know, if you're up there, then you better give me some guidance because I'm not going to make it. 
I knew I was in the deepest depression I had ever been in. And I would say after I, I call it a two-year-old temper tantrum with the divine, suddenly everything got still. It's almost like the air was sucked out of the vehicle. And I remember like feeling the breeze coming through the window on my face. I can remember the sound of the lawnmower and the smell of fresh cut grass, but something was shifting in my body, just deep peace. And I heard, not from outside me, I think someplace deep within that says the truth is the essence of who you were as a child was never touched. The story you choose to tell yourself is what's keeping you a victim. And you would think hearing a voice or insights from your soul or spirit or your guides would be enough to make you go, what's going on? What want to know what got me, Kelly? It was the hearing the word choice that mm-hmm. I was choosing. So I was like, choose? I get to choose? You mean I don't have to feel this way? There was something magical and powerful in that moment mm. that I found a Dunkin' Donuts napkin, and all my New England friends will know what that is. And that's all I had in the vehicle between the French fries stuffed in the seat and everything. And this sense of energy and hope was going through me, which I didn't recognize. I had never experienced it. And I started writing on that napkin. I want to feel love. I want to be able to give love. I want to trust in the world. I want to trust in myself. I just kept going. I filled both sides of that dirty napkin. And I knew in that moment that I had the power to make new choices. Now, I didn't know what that meant, but it's like, a switch was flipped for me. Mm. So that day I put the napkin on the seat, started the car. Now you're going to remember 20 minutes before I was suicidal. I started the car. Um, within 24 hours, someone gave me the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Oh, wow. And it was The Power mm. of Love by Marianne Williamson. My journey began. And I'm not going to say for those listening, was it a magical healing? No, I did some deep inner work. I still had some struggle. But from that day in 1991, um, within a year of deep, deep, painful work, I opened my first business for $2,400. And with a desire to help other women and children, within 18 months, I grew the business within five years, it was 5,000 square feet. And I won Entrepreneur of the Year award. So I was doing motivational speaking at shelters, colleges were calling me to come in colleges a high school dropout to teach marketing and what I was doing to um, transform my life and that began my journey and it has never ended here I am Nikki's 38 I'm now a grandmother of beautiful children and so I always say that moment of awareness that we have the choice to choose our thoughts and the story we tell ourselves little did I know Kelly that experience led to the invitations to the women's shelters and all that to share my story. So even though my publishing company that uses the authentic storytelling model, which is our trademark, is been around since 2010, I've been using storytelling for 31 years to inspire women to believe in the power of possibility, to see through storytelling, to get them to review what story are they telling themselves. So that gives you like the beginning of the journey. Yeah, you're just touching my heart so deeply. It's you're making me think of a few things. I'm remembering early in my 
on my journey when I ended up in 12 step programs, it just felt like that was where I, that was the net that caught me. And I bounced around in some of those meetings from Al-Anon to AA to ACA to whatever. And, um, and I just remember hearing the stories. It was the stories that would, I would sob and sob and sob and everybody would, give me tissues, hand me their telephone numbers, like call me to, because they thought I was like, I mean, I was broken, but the stories were healing me. And it was, it's like, I was crying out the, the stuck energy that had been kind of coagulated in me. And the stories would melt me because they were always about what it was like, what happened and what it's like now. And I knew no matter how tragic the story started, there was going to be something redeeming at the end and I was hanging onto the edge of my seat for those. And I, I lived for those and those stories were what saved me. So I just, I so appreciate your perspective about authentic storytelling. And I just strangely, my husband loves TikTok. He is like the math, he's the biggest TikToker, even though he's not, he doesn't perform on TikTok, but he's like so into it anyway. He, there was a snippet of Hamilton, the the musical, which we saw a few, like a year ago and, or I don't know, a couple of years ago, I'm not, no, 2019, it was before COVID. Anyway, there was the scene that happens at the very beginning. Did you see Hamilton? No, no, I haven't. Oh my God. Well, it's one of the, it's one of the famous songs where it's, it's kind of setting up the whole thing and Hamilton, he's talking about, oh, it's the. I'm not going to miss my shot. I'm not going to miss my shot. And he, and he says, I'm, I'm like America. I'm, I'm scrappy, young and hungry. And he keeps, I'm scrappy, young and hungry. I'm not going to miss my shot. And I was just, it touched me in that same way. Like it, that's exactly what you were. You were scrappy, young and hungry. And you friggin took your shot you just said okay and you and you did the thing where you cried out to the universe so if anyone's listening or watching and they're feeling like they're at their low point this is actually the miracle point because this is where we're too we're not our egos aren't in the way at this moment this is when we are at that place where the universe can actually speak to us finally so Oh, do what Linda Joy did and make that demand on the universe. Would you call it a demand or like a... And I think there was a deep vulnerability and authenticity. You know, I I was pissed. I expressed that. I didn't hold back. The divine, whatever name you may call your source, is not judging. It's love. And so I was pissed and I took a two-year-old temper tantrum and said what I wanted to say about not feeling loved and supported. And something broke within me. And I believe now, hindsight's 2020, that I had struggled so long with anxiety, depression, and I'm a recovering control freak. And I think <laughs> that me going being so vulnerable vulnerable with the divine open doors it was me releasing the sense that i'm in control of my life that i'm in control um and i had some work to do on that and you know i look back to that day and some people go 
you know, do you have any regrets? Um, do you have any regrets? You know, welfare mom, I had her at 22. Um, her dad's always been in the life, so that's a blessing. And um, high school dropout, run away, everything that I said, I made a, a lot of um, mess with drugs and alcohol, all the fun stuff, you know, that I, I am so blessed that I was able to walk away from. But there was this one day, Kelly, that changed how I knew the power of story. Mm. And I was invited to a woman's shelter. And um, it was probably like the fourth or fifth one I had spoke at. And I walked in, it was this room full of women. Now, these women were in this particular shelter. They had lost custody of their children. Many had been incarcerated at one time or were facing incarceration and were in this shelter almost like a second chance. Um, they had faced life struggles that I didn't, I would never, could never even imagine, mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, I was blessed with the support of family. They weren't. So as I was speaking and sharing my story from my place of truth and telling it to inspire them that, hey, I was here. Now I'm here. I'm no different from you. The only thing I did was make new choices and I wrote a new inner story. There was one woman, I can still remember her, everything she was wearing, she's just sitting back in a chair like this, like, you know, giving me, and you know, when you know you're speaking, you're like, oh boy, she's got me right in her, in her crosshairs. And I just kept opening my heart to her, like energetically. And um, at the end, I said, do you have any questions? And she said, you're going to tell me that you don't wish that you didn't have childhood trauma, that you didn't do this. She went through my whole list, right? Mm -hmm. And I believe to this day that this was divinely led because I had never done it before. There was a dry erase board behind me, Kelly. And I drew a curly-haired stick figure because you wouldn't <laughs> want to see my other drawing. And I said, okay, let's go with that. Let's go that we should carry shame and regret for our stories. So are you saying I should have shame that... Um, I'm a high school dropout and I erased a little part of my arm on the dry erase board. I said, oh yeah, single welfare mom and made some other bad choices. And I kept erasing everything she named. Oh. And I said, do you see now that the woman standing in front of you would not exist if I didn't have every one of those experiences? How I choose to look at those experiences are what matters. And all of a sudden, the talk ended. I could see her. She had, she just had tears, quiet tears. And then I lost her in the crowd because it was the end of the talk. And everybody's coming up and hugging me and crying that that one part that I believe was divinely led showed me the power of storytelling, which I now call authentic storytelling. Well, as I'm about to leave, she came up to me and just held me and said, thank you. I know I need to release these stories that my life is never going to change. And that was got to be about 28 years ago. Now, in my businesses, in everything that I do, as I'm working with clients, I look at the stories. I watch for patterns in their language. I, I look at how they're judging themselves. And yes, in my publishing company, we have a sacred anthology division. I've published 260 women, all spiritual female entrepreneurs, coaches, creatives, consultants, therapists, psychologists. And what they have fed back to me over the last um, 13 years, 
Linda, I thought I was coming into a project to write a story and, and publish. What I realize is authentic storytelling helps me go back into my story, heal the residual yes. muck. And that's the deep dive they do with me. And so many of our authors invest time and time again, have been in five, six, seven books because each book is a new story, right? So the healing right. and healing. So my life has been a series of me following the spiritual breadcrumbs to the work I'm doing now. So um, those are some of the pivotal, pivotal, I call them life shifts moments. That's actually the name of the upcoming anthology, Life Shifts, based on what so many of us have been through. So, oh. so I touched something within you. Yeah, I'm, you sure I'm did. Curious. I'm oh curious. my gosh, so many things. Well, I'm just thinking about just you know the power of storytelling. I, I was um, sharing this with a friend of mine, Aspen Mattis. She wrote the cover um, quote on my book. She's a New York Times bestselling author of Girl in the Woods, and she, um, she was raped on her second day of 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 college dropped out, walked the Pacific Crest Trail, and then wrote a book about it. And and she has become my writing mentor because she is so candid in her books. And I thought, you can't say these things out loud and still be alive and not be killed. And oh my God. So she, and I was so inspired and so impressed with her authentic storytelling. She's held my hand every step of the way as I've written this book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, a 30, actually 31 of my most horrifying, breakdown, breakthrough, embarrassing, shame-filled stories, or previously shame-filled stories. Now, as a result of writing about them and sharing about them, I'm now excited about them. I see them so differently. And I was telling Aspen, I tell her every time I see her that she's the best therapist I've ever had. And I've been through every form of therapy LA has to offer, which is basically every form of therapy the universe has to offer yeah. from crystals to shamans, to Reiki, to energy healing, to sound baths, to yoga, to hot yoga. <laughs> All of those things have been great, but writing, my story and my stories, even the, the worst stories, the pro and, and then sharing them, publishing them, because it's one thing to write them. It's a whole other beast, <laughs> a whole other animal to go through the hero's journey of sharing it. Because that's, I mean, by the time I got to you, that you were, you came to me early in my sharing my story. I mean, the book coming out was one thing, but it's another to then do interviews and, and talk about them. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to die. But no, I'm not going to die. I'm liberated. I'm free. These stories don't have me in prison anymore. That's, that's the part for me, for the authentic storytelling model we guide the authors through. So our story is a little similar because way back then, remember my doc days? Yeah. It was chicken soup for the soul, right? Yes. And it was so God dark. And I would, I'd read these stories and go, oh my God, she made it through this. I mean, I would rock, you know, like. <laughs> Me too. I'm a rocker. <laughs> and, then, 
me, right? There's hope for me, I would say. And so when I started Aspire Magazine in 2006, and we can talk about that after because that came, was given to me in a dream. Um, a dear friend of mine who was writing for us at the time, who's a, a national um, book coach, and as far as I know, is still also teaches at Harvard. She said, you need to start a book publishing company. And I remember saying to her, like, what the hell do I know about book publishing? And she said, what did you know about magazine publishing? And look at Aspire now. Mm. So six months later, I founded the corporation and we birthed our first book. But there was something I knew I wanted different in my anthologies that no one else does to this day, because it's become our sacred model, is I remember as a wounded woman, when I was reading Chicken Soup for the Soul, which I love, right? I would read the stories and I would feel like you just felt a moment ago read, hearing my story, the yeah. emotions come up. Well, I would read the stories, feel the emotion go, no, 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 I'm going to go to the next story. I didn't want to feel, I didn't want to hear the wisdom of my own soul. So I flip and I just keep reading. So I said, if I'm going to do this, I can't let women escape what rises up for them through the truth of other women. Mm. So every story includes, after, after each 1400 word story, it includes three specific journaling prompts created from that woman's truth of her story. That it's so that when they turn the page at their story, they can't escape. It's like, come on, babe, come on, dive in. Mm -hmm. And it invites them to go deeper. And every, every journal prompt in every single book is different because it's based on that woman's truth. We have heard time and time again, and I've had 19 international bestsellers. Um, thank you. Thank you for inviting me in. Thank you for inviting me in, not only to the wisdom of that woman's story, but into my own truth so that I too can change my story. So I too can see that I have the power within me to change. So yes, I'm a publisher, but more than that, um, I'm a healer. Um, I love to do deep mindset, recalibration work with women to say, do you hear those words you're using? Is it that's a pattern that you've picked up based on labels that you think you own? I am not a welfare mom. I am not, um, I'm not an entrepreneur. Those are things I do. They are not. Right. Yeah. They are mm -hmm. not who I am. They are not who you are. But we go through life picking up labels and thinking they identify us. And when I started shedding my labels, I'm 60 as of October. Unbelievable. You look amazing. You look like Thank you are the 38-year-old one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, uh, I have a 23-year-old grandson and 11-year-old granddaughter. So, um, yeah, um, I feel, I tell people I'm, I'm aging backwards energetically. My body might not be, but energetically, I have never felt more aligned in truth um, and in my power than I do now. So anyone that fears aging, Wait, 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 wait till you see what's coming, my friends. Mm. So I, I want to put, share all that because we are we have an inner storyteller, right? And we can choose the story, but sometimes we got to help her write a new script because mm. she only knows what she picked up and was taught, like on our our lessons. So the part I wanted to share with you is when I first came across you and saw the title of that book, I was like. Oh, she is coming on my show. Yes, Yay! she is coming on my show because I, I don't say that phrase, but I really truly believe that, that everything that I've gone through, the hell, the high water, the trials, the tribulations, the pain, 
makes me who I am and want to know what? It makes me even better at what I do in the world because I have more empathy, compassion, mm. love and understanding for others because of where I've been. I wouldn't have had that depth of empathy and compassion for others because I wouldn't have had the life experience to bring me to my knees. Mm. I have no regrets. I have, um, I don't look back at anymore. I did, like many of us. I did probably for 35 years. I'd look back and go, oh, I don't want no one to know about that. Um, but then I'll tell you this one thing, Kelly. Divine has a sense of humor. Hold because... on one second. We're going to take a quick break and sure. then we're going to come right back and hear all about the divine having the sense of humor. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. I, I wanted to share this story um, about, I believe the divine always has our back. And when you are not honoring your soul's purpose or life purpose, whatever phrase speaks to you, sometimes we will get nudges, you know, like I call them little um, taps in the ear from the divine. Other times it will shout trying to get our attention. And of course, our ego is like, no, 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 that's too scary. I don't want to do that. And then other times it'll hit you with a cosmic two by four going, girl, get your ass out there. Right. Well, I was going through a, a um it was like a, a whirlwind cycle when I had the other businesses around 2000. My dad had just recently got diagnosed with cancer. I was closing my business, going through a messy divorce and doing a lot of spiritual soul searching. And the media kept coming out because of my success in my business and my work with women in shelters and all of that. And one day the media said I, um, a local magazine wanted to follow me around. And I'm like, for what? And they go, we just want to follow you around for the day. So they did. And you you never know what they're going to write. And mm -hmm. then I forgot about it because it was a monthly publication. And one day I arrive at my store and there's like 30 women there, like, oh, all excited. And I'm like, what is going on? And my manager says, um, you got like three pages in the monthly magazine. And I'm like, What? Because I'm an introvert, so I can serve big crowds and hold energy, but dude, I don't want that spotlight on me, especially then. And I open it when I got in the store and it said something like, um, when 
superwoman's cape must have been behind the door. And I remember starting to read it and everybody's like coming at me, trying to hug me, love me up and congratulate me. And I remembered to go, I just got to get to my office. I just got to get to my office while keeping a smile on my face. And I got to the office, Kelly. And back then I was in a different energy. I was pushing, striving, looking for outside validation, winning every award for entrepreneurs, community, all of that from a wounded place though, different place, mm. right? Mm -hmm. I got in my office, I locked the door and I sat deep sobbing, sobbing. And I'm like, oh my God, now I'll never be able to take off this cape. It was like, I had created a persona of superwoman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, she's gotten away from this place to this place, doing all this, you know, community work and growing a business and raising a child. And I'm like, oh my God. Now I wish I could say that I listened to my soul that day because my soul that day knew you were wearing a persona. You were killing yourself 13, 14 hour days to prove what, to get what kind of validation. Yes, I was successful from the outside looking in, but my soul was dying mm -hmm. because I was doing everything at that time for the wrong reason. Mm -hmm. I didn't mm -hmm. listen. Six months later, I had a stroke at 40 years <gasps> So I share another piece of that story because Ooh. I wish I could say that after that, I, I reevaluated my soul life. I didn't. I pushed for another probably 18 months until more cosmic two by fours came. And I, oh. I let go, walked away, closed my business, went on a spiritual path. And that's when the dream of Aspire came a year later that we talked about one of my show that she kept being given to me in a vision. And here she is 17 years later, I had no marketing, publishing, or um, magazine experience, but that damn dream that we talked about when you were on my show that would damn not dream. go away. Oh. So I share that because if someone right now, when we're talking, Lee and I are talking about the divine and intuition and listening to your truth, if you're getting soul whispers, and you may use your own language for that, little nudges, little signs, and you go, oh, no, 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 no. Because you are so like this, thinking that you're in control of your life. Please stop listening. Oh, listen. Because you're always being led and guided, but sometimes your ego won't let you see that. And yeah. I invite you and I invite my clients, let go of the ego, trust, allow, lean in, because you're always going to be divinely protected and guided when you trust oh. and allow. Oh, that is such a powerful story because it's like this hierarchy graduation coming from survival mode when you're in your car crying. That was that was kind of like the bottom, but then you you hit another bottom, but it was a higher bottom, but still just as deadly, just as dangerous. And it's 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 like it's not it's it's important to pay attention to our guidance and to notice i mean i'm saying this for myself my my ego is just as attached as anybody's to the pattern to the habit of whatever it is i'm doing and sometimes it does take that cosmic two by four to knock me off my path and for me to really listen and i i like to think when i'm if i do like writing i was telling somebody the other day 
my spiritual path in many ways has become writing because in my daily, in my journaling in the morning, I write, it's kind of like Julia Cameron's morning pages, but a little twist. I do it differently. She yelled at me and said, you can't put a gratitude list in your morning pages. And I'm like, oh, but I love my gratitude list. It changes the nature of, anyway, whatever. I argued with her, but the writing, getting everything out of my system and within even a gratitude list, then I feel like I get to hear God's voice. I get to hear the angels talking, but it's only after I get it out of my system. It's, I think it's hard for us to hear the message while we're cluttered and clamoring, while we're stopped up. And the process of journaling <laughs> is, is really, really powerful. I'm going to let you say more about that while I clear my throat. I got to say, for me, um, taking time to be back when I had the storm and that whole situation, um, taking time to be was the key to me healing and being able to hear to my intuition. And here's the funny part, Kelly. After that story, when I said um, I had the stroke and then it took another 18 months for me to heal, I ended up winning numerous business awards, including SBA, like Entrepreneur of the Year. Incredible. And so this is flash forward a few years after that episode. And I had done more spiritual work. I was still um, out there. But I remember when the media came out and did that article, which brought out local media. And suddenly one day, this is when the divine has a sense of humor, by the way, ladies. So one day I am. Um, and men. Um, <laughs> yes, and men. Um, I was in my store in next door. I was in a plaza in next door. Used to be a big magazine store, well-known cafe and all that. It was a big place where the community came. And my daughter was about 15 at the time. And I remember this Associated Press um, news person calling me and saying, um, we're sending a photographer to you. Can you close your store for the day? I'm like, what the heck is this about? Like, what are you talking about? They said, hey, I don't know. We're just the photography place. Can you close your store for the day? And we'd like your daughter there. So I'm like, yeah. So we set that up, but I still didn't know what was going on. And about two days later, I got a call and a woman says, I'm going to interview you about your life story or a great portion of it. And I said, what's this for? She goes, I don't know. I sell the story and I get paid. You don't get anything. <laughs> That's how she said it. She was a hot ticket. <laughs> we spent a couple of hours. I never heard anything right? They did the photos. They were beautiful. I got some shots with my daughter and still didn't know the energy of what was unfolding, but the divine always knows. So months go by. I forget about the whole thing. And one day, this is the divine sense of humor I share with you all. Um, you have to understand way back then, I was an avid National Enquirer, star magazine person every week i'm going back 30 years ladies so give me, uh -huh. give me a break because i don't uh -huh. need them i was avid reader the family knew i would get them every week and then that was my time and they would laugh because they did talk and do things in front of me and i'd be like like <laughs> what's j-lo doing now right yes <laughs> so here's the divine twist so i'm in my store months later and it was locked. Um, it was before hours. And the gentleman next door, who always loved to tease me, he yells through the window. He goes, your daughter is gorgeous. And I'm like, mama, mama bear went on. I'm like, what? 
how do you meet my daughter? He couldn't have met my daughter. And so I go to the door and he's holding <gasps> Center Spread National Enquirer. What? Center Spread. <laughs> I didn't share that with you. I picture me and my daughter and it said, from welfare mom to award-winning entrepreneur against all the odds. Oh. Now I want to say something. My, I thought my spirit left my body because I'm like, the National Enquirer, it was the most sacred, beautiful, truthful story. And wow. of course, what does that do? Bring out all the local and regional media, even state media, local women highlighted in it. National Enquirer. The family joke was, oh my God, you're in the National Enquirer. This is revenge for all those things. <laughs> but I remember talking, calling the Associated Press, the lady, the interview, and I'm like, what the heck? She goes, well, I don't have a say. They bought it. And I go, why would they want my story? They're a smart magazine, <laughs> right? Right. No, Linda, people buy the magazine for the smart. For the, you know what I mean, right? She goes, but they always need human and true human interest stories. Wow. So that was the divine plan of joke on me. And um, a couple hours later, I'm at home exhausted because all the media came. I was exhausted. So I'm at home. And at the time, I lived above my mom in the apartment. And my honey was there. And like I said, I was drained. And the phone rings back when we still had house phones. And Oprah, not now. Really close, but okay. it was NBC Studios. Wow. So I, I picked up and this guy, Brian, sounded just like my little brother. So he goes, hey, um, hi, Linda. This is NBC Studios. We'd like you to get the flight out on Valentine's Day to be featured on Men from Mars, Women from Venus talk show. And what do I say? I go, David, you are so good thinking it's my brother. Oh, I go, Dave, I am exhausted. I love you. Click. <laughs> so Dana goes, what was that? I go, that's my brother being an ass. And as I'm saying those words, my apartment door opens and it's my little brother going, oh my God, I've heard all the buzz. Congratulations. I go, really funny. I, how'd you, I just hung up with you. He goes, you just hang up with me. Dana turns the phone around, looks at caller ID and said, you just hung up on NBC. <gasps> yeah. And they called back 10 minutes Thank later. Thank God. He goes, don't worry. Everybody does that to me. <laughs> and so I was flown out and to share part of my story. Now I want to say something. I was petrified, petrified. I even said to Divine, what are you doing? I don't want this attention. I don't understand why my story matters. Do you see how storytelling, I had to go through my own healing of telling my story in order to create the publishing company that was about to come. The 260 women I've served and more because of the women who read our books. Right. But I had to heal my own story and the divine kept making sure I did that through the speaking and that woman challenged me at the shelter through <laughs> the National Enquirer article through everything. When we have a purpose, the divine will help us heal our shit, excuse my language, so that we can fulfill that purpose. But if we don't do our inner work, if we don't follow the seeds, if we don't say yes to things that are uncomfortable, we're not going to be able to honor that in this lifetime anyway. Oh. So hear those stories because it's the whole thread of this conversation. There's power in your story. It's time to shift it. Authentic storytelling helps you do that. Um, and 
everyone's story can be healed. And when, think of it this way, when we write our story from a healed place, not a wounded place, because that's important, because then that damages others, right? From a healed, empowered place, and you share it, look at the ripple effect. The ripple effect is powerful. Um, The lives that will be changed, what maybe a woman is sitting in her car and gets one of my books on the darkest day and says, Linda was here before. Or maybe just here before. That's why I do what I do. Oh, Linda Joy. Oh my God. You are you are living up to your name, beauty and joy. I'm you're making me think of this this day I was with my sponsor back in AA so many years ago and who said one day you're gonna be able to help somebody else who's struggling just like you. And there was that just the thought that one person who's struggling might be helped by me it put me all of a sudden in the future and gave me that tiny little glimpse and it's such as so whoever watching listening just know that whatever you're going through there might be even if there's just one person that could be helped by whatever miracles you find to get you across the bridge because we all get there differently and yet the principle is kind of the same it's like hit your knees wave the white flag declare defeat it's okay you our will is only meant to take us so far before we have to say thy will whatever thy is to you whether Mm -hmm. it's god the universe gaia your kitten your grandma on the other side just something bigger smarter clearer than you is call on that so linda joy let's talk about you've got some really cool things coming up so let people know how they can reach out how they can be a part of your upcoming anthology if they have if they want to write not just write their story for themselves because that's important by itself but it takes it to the next level when you when you become willing to share it with somebody else who might be moved and touched and inspired. So how can they get a hold of you? Um, I, I want to give everyone in your audience, well, let me clarify, women in your audience, because I serve women. Sorry, guys, this gift is for women. Every man knows a woman, or they yeah, all come yeah. from a woman. So it's for them to, to pass forward. So what I would love to gift, and it's still free after 17 years, is a free subscription to Aspire magazine. And you can go to subscribe to Aspire, that's A-S-P-I-R-E dot com. And it's a free digital subscription. It has the top women in personal and spiritual development, as well as upcoming movers and shakers. Um, Nothing to download. It opens. It's a beautiful flip page mag. Um, Stunning, gorgeous. You can click the links inside and visit all these extraordinary women. And every subscription comes with Um, dozens of transformational digital gifts from our supporters. So that's a gift from my heart to yours. Um, If you are a heart-centered coach, a woman coach, coach, creative therapist, who is ready for more visibility, who is ready to step into owning her expertise as a business owner and says, I wanna show up authentically and vulnerably, then I invite you to go to inspiredlivingpublishing.com. When you get there, there's some free gifts at the top. 
But if you see the book right there called Life Shifts and you feel led to learn how you can be a part of it and publish your story um, inside Life Shifts, um, it's filling quickly. We have 13 women that already said yes. Most of the cover spots are gone. Um, I invite you, enter your name and email address. You'll be immediately redirected to all the details. And if it speaks to your soul, if this message today speaks to your soul, fill out the application. Let's hold a call. It's no obligation. My company motto is service before sales. So it has to align for both of us. And if it does, on our call, I will invite you in. Um, because I believe your story matters, my friend. And your story can make a difference in the lives of so many other people. So, Kelly, thank you, my friend. Linda Joy, you are amazing you inspire and cause me to i'm aspired as well <laughs> aspired and inspired thank you so much for all the incredible work you do and for going through what you went through and surviving all of that and not taking yourself out and not quitting five minutes before the miracle and having this incredible legacy to share with all of us i so deeply appreciate you and because I told my story, I got to meet you. There's there's blessings that come along the way that we don't expect when we get out there and just share our stories. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Dream blessings, blessings galore. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show. If you enjoyed this episode, take a moment to like, subscribe, comment, and share it with your friends. My show can be found on Apple iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to pre-order my new book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, go to your favorite online or brick-and-mortar retailer, then head on over to kellysullivanwalden.com tragic to magic input your order number and redeem your bonus gifts. I'm also excited to be offering a new live DreamWork practitioner training. So if that calls to you, go to kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash DreamWork. If you'd like to join me for the live recording of these shows, most Wednesdays at noon Pacific, you can find me on Facebook at Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. If you have a question about your dreams or about how to transform your tragic into magic, email me at kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com. Until next time. Remember, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And as you awaken to the power of your dreams, you make the world a lighter, brighter, more beautiful place, one dream at a time. Sweet dreams. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. 
Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.